Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode with Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Edmund, and those of you watching on YouTube or Facebook, of course, will already have noticed that it is just me, uh, Joe Edmund. For those of you watching on the podcast, uh, sorry, listening on the podcast, Simon isn't here this week. Uh, unfortunately, he is once again uh, in hospital um, at the time I'm recording this. He's currently sat at Liverpool Hospital. Um, and I'm not sure if he uh, wants me to tell you if he's in hospital or not. I've not actually spoken to him about it. I mean, of course, I've spoken to him about it, about stuff, should I say, or spoken to him. Um, I speak to him a lot, I guess. Um, but the point I'm making is I'm not aware if um, he would be all right with me telling you. However, I've already told you. Um, so, yeah, he is in hospital. Uh, nothing too major, nothing that any podcast listeners want, uh, should worry about too much. Um, but what we should do uh, is we should all send him our messages of uh, get well soon on uh, social media. So if you are listening to this, please feel free to head over Twitter. You can even pause the, po- uh, pause the podcast if you want or, or, or um, the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and just send him a get one message because I know he will appreciate that. So um, if you listen to this on Thursday morning, I know for a fact um, I'm recording this on Wednesday night, he will still be in hospital on Thursday morning. So please feel free to send him a get well soon message um, because that will definitely, definitely cheer him up. I promise you that. Um, but the podcast is, of course, going to be a little bit different this week. Uh, and if you are watching on YouTube, you might notice I look a little bit tired and I'll tell you one for why. Because uh, I started doing this around an hour and a half ago, um, but I've just got it all done, finished everything, put it into the editing software, and I've noticed that the microphone hasn't been plugged in properly. And I don't know why, because I fucking plugged it in myself. Um, it must have just had a loose wire or whatever. So basically, there was 45 minutes worth of me chatting shy. I say 45 minutes. There was 45 minutes plus other stuff. Um, but we'll get on to that in a second, of me just chatting uh, with no audio uh, whatsoever. So um, you can't really stick that out on a podcast, can you? Just 45 minutes worth of silence, and you can't really stick it out on YouTube either. So I was pretty much screwed, uh, and I am now talking to you uh, at quarter past midnight on Thursday. So if anybody ever tells you that I am not dedicated to this podcast, they are a liar. Uh, because I'm sat here in my kitchen, in the cold, in a 1998 Burnley shirt, freezing my tits off, um, and I'm fucking knackered, I'm not going to lie to you. So I am dedicated to this podcast, so please, please enjoy it, because if you don't, it will break my heart, because I, like I said, I'm sat in my kitchen, knackered, I've had a few beers as well, they're all empty now, so I can't even look cool drinking on YouTube anymore. Um 
So, yeah, that's the situation we're at at the minute. But, again, I apologise that the podcast will be a little bit different this week. That's what I was about to say before I digressed. Uh, But the podcast will be a little bit different this week. Of course, Simon, as I've mentioned, isn't here. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to fill um, bits of the podcast up with stuff um, that we do use in other areas. Uh, Those of you that follow us on social media will be aware that we have a fan reaction video that we have recently started doing every single week and a pre-game show as well, which again is something that we've recently started doing as and when we can. Uh, But this week, uh, the podcast will feature the fan reaction and it will feature a clip of uh, the pre-game show ahead of um, this week's game against Brighton. A big shout-out to Maz from Seagulls Socials. Uh, bit of a, I won't say a mouthful or, or a tongue twister, but it's like that she sells seashells on the seashore. It's a bit like that, isn't it? That Seagulls Social. It's 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 a bit hard, isn't it? Especially when you've got three, three decent-sized beers. What are they? Where does it say? 660 mil. I've had three of them. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm not smashed. I can handle a bit, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, three of them, when you're trying to say Seagull Social, can be a bit difficult. Uh, well, big shout-out to Maz for coming on, especially when it's quarter past midnight, by the way. I'm knackered. I can barely speak at the best of sounds when I'm knackered. Never mind when I've had three, uh, three beers. Uh, but like I said, big shout-out to Maz for coming on. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, you'll see. I really enjoyed it, actually, with Maz. It was a good chat. Uh, I felt like me and Maz had a bit of banter going. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed chatting to him. He felt like he was easy to talk to. I uh, felt like the show, uh, because of it, did really, really well. And, um, yeah, uh, please, uh, the, the full episode of the pre-game show will obviously be out on Friday, uh, the day of the game, like it usually is. I'm probably going to put it out around half 12 um on your social media channel so your facebook and your youtube basically because the game kicks off at r5 as i'm sure you're all aware um so that means that there's not enough time before that after everyone's home from work for it to be going out so what i'm going to do is i'm going to stick it on around dinner time around half 12 like i said and try and catch people on the dinner break basically um just having a chat about burnley versus brighton uh, with a brighton fan who obviously knows um what they're talking about, basically, or, or you think so, or you hope so. Anyway, getting him on, getting him on uh, our show. Uh, but I hope you're all well. Obviously, at the time of recording this is now Thursday morning. I nearly said Wednesday night, but it's now Thursday morning because I uh, I ballsed up. Um, so yeah, we now officially after because it's after midnight on lockdown two. So I hope everyone's prepared. I hope everyone's okay. I hope everyone's ready. Uh, it doesn't feel strict this time. Um, and I'm not going to condone anybody going out there and, uh, and protesting or, or going out and not wearing the masks or whatever. Um, if you want to get on a, a debate about whether masks work or not, or whether this is real or not, this is not the page to do it. Please feel free to to vent that bollocks on your own Facebook status. Um, but yeah, it don't feel as strict this time. So I think uh, the effect on people's mental health, well, fingers crossed, um, be not as severe this time i know a lot of people suffered uh last time so fingers crossed uh everyone's okay fingers crossed everyone listening and watching this um has a good lockdown as well as that sounds it's only going to be for a month they said that last time though didn't they to be fair but as it stands it's only going to be for a month fingers crossed it's also before christmas um because christmas in lockdown will be absolute dog shit won't it um but yeah, like I said, it's not going to be a strict this time, so fingers crossed it doesn't have as uh, a severe effect on people's mental health. I know I'm not going into this one uh, feeling as worried, um, like me and Maz did chat about on on the, on the pre-game show. Is uh, don't, Last time there was the unknown, wasn't there? This time we're going in knowing what to expect. I basically know I'm just going to be sat on my arse for a lot of time playing a lot of PlayStation. However, this time I'm also working, so that's going to help me massively. I know some people aren't as fortunate as that. Um, but please feel free to reach out to people and things like that. Have a chat. Do not suffer in silence. Uh, lockdowns can be difficult and everybody's mental health, even if you are working because uh, you can't do as many things if you're quite a sociable person. Uh, but fingers crossed, everyone's okay. And, um, and yeah, uh, like I said, reach out if you're not. Uh, but that brings it on nicely to the next point. Just before we get into the actual um, bones of the podcast, I do want to quickly mention uh, that we are sponsored by Pitch Sports. Uh, if you haven't already, please go and download the app. It's available on the App Store and, of course, the Google Play Store, uh, but not in Ireland yet, unfortunately, Kawilta. 
but yeah, as I mentioned, the podcast is going to be different this week due to not having Simon. We will be using clips and stuff, um, but I'm sure you understand because, of course, of course should I say, uh, nobody wants to listen to 45 minutes of me just waffling on because at the end of the day, I'm just another Burnley fan like you. I have my opinion as no... Um, what's the word? I'm going to say hierarchy, but my opinion doesn't matter any more than yours does. Um, I'm just a guy who's who's bought a microphone at the end of the day. I'm, I'm nobody special. Um, so nobody wants to listen to me waffling on for, for 45 minutes because at the end of the day, I'm I'm I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just I'm just like I'm just a guy with a microphone and a laptop. Your opinion means just as much as mine does, uh, and that brings me on brilliantly. Um, to um, the pre, uh, the pre, fucking, we're not at that point yet, Joe. Um, that brings me on brilliantly to the uh, the post match, the fan reaction after the Chelsea game. Uh, as mentioned uh, on last week's podcast, we are trying to get more people involved with Turkas, whether that means um, coming on the podcast, whether that means coming on the watch along, whether that means getting involved. If, if, if basically, if you are listening to this and you think you are confident enough to, to be on camera. Uh, to do a bit of presenting on times when me and Simon aren't available because at, uh, I'll quickly put this out there now. At the minute, I'm working on Friday, unfortunately. Uh, Johnny Tate will be working on Friday, I presume. I'm not actually spoken to him yet, but I know last time when we played at 5.30, he was unavailable. So I presume that is the case again, Johnny. If not, give me a shout. Um, and Simon is currently in hospital. Uh, he might be on by Friday. However, I w- would you want to come straight home from hospital and go straight live on Facebook? Simon probably wouldn't. Again, I'm not spoken to him. Give me a shout, Simon, if you do, uh, and you don't mind doing it on your own, uh, because I'm at work, unfortunately. Um, which, again, it, th- this is the thing that annoys me the most, and again, I'll chat about this in the pre-game show, which you'll hear about it. This is the thing that annoys me the most about the, the pay-per-view thing, is why have Sky only suddenly decided to move this recently? Like, it was it was on Saturday for ages. They had it Saturday 3pm, Saturday 3pm. I'm like, right, about a week and a half ago, I'm like, well, it's not been moved yet, so it's not going to be moved. And then, lo and behold, I book a shift at work and and, and Sky and Sky move it. And now I could turn around and say, I don't want to do it, but I'll be losing money. And, and in the current situation, you don't know where the next wages are going to come from. So I don't really feel I'm in a position um, to not, I was going to say go into work then, but not walk into my kitchen, which is basically sat here where you can all see me now if you're watching on YouTube, um, and earn some money because obviously we don't know where the next wages are going to come from. So I feel like I have to do that. So unfortunately, it's probably looking like there's not going to be a watch along this week. The first time this season we've not been able to provide one. However, it will be back for the Crystal Palace game. I will make sure, unless Sky be a set of dicks and move it at the last minute again, I will make sure that I am personally on the watch along. If not, Simon will be on from hospital. And if not, hopefully there are other people that want to be involved as well. I know Kieran, you said you want to be involved. I think Robbie said he wants to be involved as well, but obviously he has childcare issues. Um, but yeah, the point I'm making is if you are listening to this and you want to get more involved with Turfcast, I've had messages in the past of people saying they want to be involved and then sort of like when I reach out to them and stuff that they don't seem as interested. Um, but if you want to be involved and you want to do a bit of presenting, maybe get uh, you know get yourself on camera and stuff. We are looking for more people to be involved and uh, with with the current situation and things like that. Like this weekend would have been a perfect example. None of us are available. Um, it doesn't happen very often. None of us being available. There is of course three of us. The three of us for a reason. Um, so yeah, if you want to get involved, please feel free. Get in touch, and uh, we'll go from there basically. Um, but yeah, that like I said brings me nicely to the fan reaction. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to play um, the video from uh, the fan reaction, um, which is basically um, a group of Burnley fans who are reacting to the uh, Burnley nil Chelsea three results. Uh, big shout out to those of you that sent your videos in, uh, and this is what the Burnley fans had to say. That was absolutely fucking a shambles. Um, I know we can keep blaming Dash, uh, keep blaming Garlic and the board all we want, but that today was absolutely pathetic. No fight, no pride on the shirt whatsoever. Uh, Dash, for me, picked the wrong team to start with again. Brownie like wide we with, with Dale Stevens in middle. No disrespect to Dale Stevens, but he's not what we needed at all. We've got Bowen is in midfield. We've got Westwood. We've got Brownhill. It wasn't signing that I don't think we needed. Um, I think he should have gone with Brady. All right, Brady's been injury prone, but and he's not been one of our best players. But we've got to play people in these positions. And up front, Wood and Barnes is just not working. We've got to go back with Jay, Jay and uh, with Vince. Jay should be first name on sheet for me. Um, play a lot better football. Play it to feet when he's inside. So for me, he's he's got to start. Um, a lot of people are blaming Pope for the first goal, saying he could have done better. For me. I think that's a bit harsh. I just think he were done 
with a class strike, really. Um, I think he thought the lab were going to go across at the far post and he's come inside the near post and I think he's tricked him. I don't think Pope can be blamed for that, if I'm honest. Um, I know a lot of probably disagree, but that's my opinion. I don't think he is to blame for it. They were just too, too good in the end. Um, class told... Um, and rightly so, they've spent all them millions. You know, I'm just more disappointed that in the performance. We've not we've not put up any fart. You know, not won any second balls. We couldn't string two passes together all game. Um, we looked defeated before we went out there. To be honest, um, yeah, we've we've just played badly today. Um, it's one of them. They were just like I said, more disappointed that we've not shown the same fight and spirit that we did against Spurs. Because um, for me, Spurs and Chelsea are on par with each other, you know, and we've and we've matched Spurs. We've given them a real game. We could, we should have won, and then we've played like that today, which is very disappointing um, for me. Um, like I said, everyone can keep blaming uh, garlic and the board, and yeah, they've not given money for Dice to invest. But as soon as they cross that white line, it's Dice's responsibility, and he's just picked the wrong side. He started the wrong side today. Um, and they've just shown no fat, and that's got to lie at Dash's, Dash's feet. Um, a tough, another tough game coming up, Brighton. That's not going to be easy, but that's a massive game now. We've got to win that. We've got to take a point with position we're in. We've, we, we've got to win that one. You know, no less than three points is not acceptable. We've, we've got to go there. Right, right frame of mind. Bet, he's got to pick a better side. He's got to go with Gerard. He's got to go with Gerard and Vids up front for me. He's got to. He's got to drop Wooden Barnes. Just not good enough. Too many long balls to him. It's easy option and sides are getting used to it. Play J Rod and Vid and look what we did during lockdown last season towards the end. I mean, you know, the, the run that we went on because we were playing better football and we can do it. We've proved we can play that kind of football. We did it in Championship when we won it, did it the year when we finished second and went up. We've proved we can play that football. We just need to get back to playing that kind of football. I think we've got, we have got the footballers to do it in that team. I just think confidence is one thing. I'm sure that, you know, the players and Dash has probably tried to keep all these board problems away from himself and keep it away from the players. But they're going to know they read, you know, they're on social media, you know, they read newspapers, they read what's going on, on what's going on. And it's going to have an effect. And I think it is having an effect. I think uh, we just need to regroup. It all needs to start on the training ground and Dash just needs to get this morale back up. Not really surprised, if I'm honest, not surprised by the result or the performance um, you're going up against a really established Premier League winning side um, so if you said before the game we'll get beat 3-0 I don't think many fans would have said oh no that's not a result that's going to happen um, I saw a lot of like, tweets and people say about the manner of the performance which I can understand to a degree we did show, you know, show them a lot of respect but we were outclassed I just thought we were outclassed in every position imaginable, um, their quality showed. Their hundreds of millions of pounds that they've spent have shown. They've had a really good, you know, recruitment in some ways. We've not bought anybody. Um, had we bought anybody, would it have made a difference? No, I don't think it would have done because I think we. And this is not, you know, a, a, a slight at Burnley at all or, or at Dash, but we're a Championship team playing in the Premier League. Um, you know, and that that's that's fine. You know, I, I'm you accept that as a Burnley fan. I think every one of our players has to be playing on top form to have any chance of getting a result. The only thing I would say is that it looked to me as though we were we have one option. A nil nil, you look all right. I think we've always looked all right at nil nil, and we always think right, we're going to nick that goal. When we nick that goal, we'll go back to defend. When we concede first, ninety percent of the time we don't really get a reaction because. You know, the, we have to then push on and open ourselves up a bit more, and our game plan of defend, sit back, and try and nick something goes out the window a little bit. Um, so again, like, I think some sort of said last week that it's not going to be a, a result that defines us or a performance that defines us. Um, they were just too good. They were just too good, and, and you know, you're playing against a, a Premier League winning side, you know, and it, it is what it is. Um, the next two games, though. Uh, uh, Enormous, you know, the, those games really. You've, you've got to come with, in my opinion, a minimum of four points from that that game to have any chance because we're getting cut adrift now from everybody else. You know, you, you get yourself grouped in that bottom four or five, and it becomes a real battle then. But not surprised. Um, 
wasn't particularly disappointed. Um, it just it is what it is, isn't it? Really. Um, so just onwards and upwards to the next game. So hopefully next time I said this last week, next time it will be a result. More likely a game that we might get a result from next week. So yeah. So speak to you soon. Bye. Well, Clarence fans, what did we expect? Obviously, we're going to get beat. It's just very disappointing to see how we got beat. All the performances leading up to it, Tottenham, yeah, we had a, you know, a relatively okay performance. Nothing clear cut, no chances. But we just knew if it, as soon as we saw that team, that lineup, we were never going to win in a million years. That lineup just straight away didn't scream anything. It didn't change anything, which we're used to, but it's just, there's no creative to going forward. It was expected, Chelsea are a good team, they've been keeping clean sheets, we ain't scoring at the minute, which is frightening, but is it time to hit the panic button? <laughs> I always hit it a bit too early, but it's very uh, scary at this moment in time, but massive game next, it's a must win. I think it's Brighton, I think, on a Friday, is it? I might be wrong, might be right, but I think it is, but uh, yeah, we haven't scored, I think, in the last three games now. I can't remember the last time we scored. Final reaction of Burley versus Chelsea. Um, I thought the performance was poor compared to the Spurs game last week uh, where we played really well. Everything looked hunky-dory, obviously apart from the result. Um, today wasn't the same team. Um, put that down to Stevens playing in the middle and Brownhill being shoved out right. Um, don't agree with that at all. Brownhill's got to stay in the middle. Uh, if you're going to play Stevens, he plays in the middle with a three. Um, change the formation for him. That's the only way it works. He doesn't fit a 4-4-2. Um, that's my opinion. Um, Wooden Barnes were OK, uh, but I thought could have done with changing a bit earlier. Um, try something different up top. Um, I think mainly that's what comes out of it for me. Needed changing. Uh, try something different. Um, because what was work, what was on the pitch just wasn't working. We were outclassed, plain and simple. I mean, it's Chelsea end of the day, same as any other big six. We're up against it from the beginning. Uh, we know who we are. Um, we're a mid-table Premier League side. Um, I don't dispute that. I just wish we'd try something different when games are going that way. Um, overall, yes, I'm disappointed, but we move on to the next game, try and pick up some points, get our season going. Always believe, up the Clarets. Um, bit flat, really. You don't expect to beat the likes of Chelsea that often, but you wanted us to put a battle in, especially after performance against Spurs. Um, for me, that's possibly the worst performance of the season so far. Um, the early chance we had that fell to um, Barnsley, um, I think if that fell to J-Rod or Wood, I think that's in. I think his first touch let him down a little bit, but that's just rustiness. Um, he still looks off the pace for me. I think maybe it's time to get him off the bench um, just until he gets back into the swing of it. I think that injuries took a little bit more out of him than what we think. So I thought McNeil looked off again. Um, and I'm not one to stick the boot into players too much, but Dale Stevens just looks way off what we what we need. Um not that any of them played played that well, to be honest. He just doesn't look like he's in the system yet, um, and we need him to hit the ground running, really. Um, none of them played well, um, but he just hasn't really convinced me so far. Defensively, I thought we were ripped open far too easily. Um, I think Port probably should have done a little bit better for the first goal, but there's nothing he could do about the others. I'm still not especially worried just yet. Um, I think any season we wouldn't normally expect to beat Chelsea, like I say, but performance was a little bit concerning because it was more of a regression rather than a build on last week. Uh, when you think last year we lost 4 2, but you left Turf more and you were, you're happy that we'd put a fight up. Um, but this year there's no fight. Um, but it shows, you know, um, that unless we've got the strongest 11 now, it just doesn't work. And I think we really do need to get someone to fill in on the right hand side instead of sticking Westy or Brownhill out there. It just doesn't work. Um, I also think we're suffering from not having fans in the stadium, but that's the same for everybody. So, And it looks like it's going to be here for the year, so we just need to adapt to it and get on with it, really. But to end on a positive, it's international break soon. We can't lose during that. We can't ruin our weekend. But also, it gives Ben Mee the chance to get that a little bit fitter and maybe get back. And also, Daesh to um, maybe have one of those crisis talks that he seems to, to have that do the trick. Um, up the Clarets, we'll still be all right. 
Big shout out to Kieran. Big shout out to Robbie. Big shout out to Sam. Big shout out to Stuart. And of course, a big shout out to Neil Layfield, a massive friend of the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, boys, for sending your match reactions in. Um, again, I, I know I said this literally 10 minutes ago, but please, if you want to get involved with the fan reaction, all you have to do uh, is have a phone and a microphone that works on your phone. Obviously, not even an external microphone. Every phone has a microphone when you film yourself. All I ask is that you, if you're listening, Robbie, Sam, um, Kieran and Stuart, actually. There was only Neil uh, this week that filmed it in landscape. If you can, film it in landscape, please, boys. Um, if not, if you'd rather do it portrait for whatever reason, uh, please feel free. Um because I can just put a blurry background behind you or, or even another background behind you. Um, but it would look better, in my opinion, if you did it landscape. So that's all I need you to do. Just hold your phone, react to the match. Ideally, between three to four minutes, if you don't feel like you can talk for that that, that long, that's no worry. Rob, Robbie's video was only a minute this week. Um, it, it, it works sometimes, you know what I mean? If you've, had all, if, if you've said all you need to say, that is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for more people to be involved, especially in the fan reaction. I want more fans to get involved in the fan reaction, so please. Especially, by the way, I just want to put this out there now, especially if you are an overseas cleric, because we have a few people now who are involved. Everyone that gets involved at the minute is is Burnley lad or, or from Burnley or, or speaks with a broad Burnley accent, because I know Neil uh, currently lives in Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I know everyone at the minute is from Burnley. But I want to expand, I want to show the fan uh, the premier league world and, uh, and and fans that we are expanding i know that we have a few downloads in china i, b- I believe that's probably claret in china uh, on twitter i don't know it might not be shout out claret in china if you're listening um but if you are a, a, um, a burnley fan who, who lives overseas um and your english is good please feel free to get involved i know we have a few listens uh, downloads in australia and new zealand and america as well so jimmy carpenter you're, you're one as well i know listens to the podcast as well regularly um if, if you want to get involved, please do. It'd be good to get uh, different sort of accents and different sort of culture and stuff on there. It would be absolutely magnificent. So please, please, everybody get involved. If you, All you have to do is vent to your camera um, for three to four minutes, and that's pretty much all I need you to do. Um, but, yeah, I just want to give my reaction to the Chelsea game, obviously, because I wasn't on the um, watch along this week because, again, I was at work, and I did a fan reaction video, um, but my phone is absolutely dog shit and the microphone doesn't sound very good on it. Um, it's all very quiet and a crackly. I don't really know why. Um, so for me, I just want to give my reaction out there. Um, and I, I, there was quite a few different opinions on the fan reaction, and that's what I love about it because uh, me and Simon tend to have very similar opinions. But, uh, for example, on the fan reaction, you've just listened. We went from Kieran saying this is absolutely fucking pathetic to Robbie saying, what did you expect? It's Chelsea we're going to get beat. To Sam saying this is not a result that's going to define us, and that is absolutely brilliant. All three of them points are absolutely perfect, and and they're all spot on in their in their own ways. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the route of agreeing in a weird way um, with all three of them, uh, simply because it was an embarrassing defeat. Um, we all did expect to get beat against Chelsea, and it is it is not a result that will define us because ultimately the results that will define us are results against teams like Brighton and Hove Albion, who, of course, we are playing at the weekend. So um, it's one of them. I agree with Kieran in the fact that it was pathetic. It, it, it was the manner of the defeat. We just didn't look interested. Sean Dyche, for me, is at blame for that result. Um, he picked the wrong team, and that's, again, where I say with Kieran. I just think that the team selection was wrong. I don't understand why. I don't understand what Dale Stevens has done Um to be in that side. From what I've seen of Dale Stevens so far, he is not good enough. It is simple as that. He is not good enough to play for Burnley Football Club. Again, I don't want to slag him off too much. I, I feel like he, he could be eventually, uh, but from what I've seen of him so far, he's not good enough. I do feel for him in a, in a way that he's coming into a football club that isn't doing well at the minute, and it is a football club that... Um, there's a lot of stuff up in the air at the minute, of course, with the owners and things like that, but we'll get onto that. Um, so it must be difficult for him to come into a side where it's immediately negative and things like that, which is unusual for Burnley Football Club, where we've been in the last few years. But at the minute, I feel that is where we are at. We are a negative sort of like football club at the minute, and he's come into that that negativity. So it's, it must be difficult for him. Um But why on earth, as somebody who's done so well as a manager, over the last eight years at Burnley Football Club, what he sees in him at the minute or what he sees as why he should be playing him in the middle of the park. Because Josh Brownell, 
has been magnificent in the middle of that part for Burnley. And for me, I find it very difficult to get Jack Cork in, in, back in that side when, when he is back from injury because of how well Josh Brownell has done. But Sean Dyche thinks it's acceptable uh, to put Dale Stevens in the middle um, and, and should Brownell out wide. Now, I understand why he's doing it because obviously uh, Gummerson, excuse me, uh, Joanne Berg Gummerson picked up a knock um, on his calf again, shock horror. Um, so what he's done is he's stuck Brownell out wide and stuck Stevens in the middle. For me, uh, Robbie Brady, like, why is he not putting Robbie Brady out wide? He's an out-and-out winger. That's his natural position. Admittedly, he's, he's not been that good recently for us. In fact, he's not even putting a good performance in uh, since the season, season we finished seventh, uh, to be fair. Um, again, injuries and stuff might have played their part. But what what's the point of putting square pegs in round holes when you have round pegs for round holes? You know what I mean? Get Stevens out the side. Get him on the bench where he belongs. Get Josh Brown in the middle and get Robbie Brady out wide. A midfield four of Dwight on the left, Westy and um, Josh in the middle with Brady out wide on the right. is a decent midfield, in my opinion, even at Premier, uh, even at Premier League level. Um, but he's just absolutely ruining that midfield and any creativity that we had by sticking Dale Stevens in the middle of the side and sticking Josh Brown on that wide. Because Dale Stevens isn't good enough. He's, he doesn't create anything. He doesn't go forward. He, he loves the sidewards pass. And Josh Brown was wasted out wide. So I, that, for me, that result was on Dyche for picking the wrong side. Um, admittedly, they were, we were poor at the back. Uh, and that's really not got much on Dyche, to be fair, because there's not really much you can do other than probably Jimmy Dunn, which, to be fair, is, is probably what I would do um, instead of Kevin Long. I would play Jimmy Dunn in the middle. But it, I think we're missing Ben Mee massively. And I know I said against uh, Tottenham that we defended well, and we did, to be fair. Uh, and against West Brom, all right, it's just West Brom, uh, that we defended very, very well. But I think the weaknesses were there again against Chelsea. For example, the perfect example is we conceded off a corner. That is just not Burnley Football Club. We do not do that. We do not concede off corners. Uh, but of course, uh, we did. And I think we did against Tottenham as well, didn't we? Or we're a set piece. I can't remember if we were a corner or a set piece, to be fair. But worrying signs nonetheless. Um, but of course, Ben Mee is apparently back this week. Uh, but we'll get on to that. And that's my opinion on, on the Chelsea game. Um, wasn't good enough, not Burnley Football Club. We need Ben Mee at the back uh, and we need to start creating stuff going forward as well. But that, for me, um, comes with Dale Stevens being moved out of the side and back onto the bench and Josh Browner back into the middle. Uh, and that brings me on nicely um, to my pitch sport question. Now, as I've mentioned, I've already briefly recorded this podcast uh, and basically balls it up because the microphone wasn't working. And when I did that, uh, pitch sports um, wasn't working and it wasn't logging me in and it's doing the same again now, unfortunately. Uh, now, I know, Robbie, if you're listening, Robbie had issues and he couldn't get logged in and that was actually today on the day that I'm recording. So maybe the pitch spot is down at the minute, unfortunately. Uh, it doesn't happen often. It has happened on another podcast, though. Um, it doesn't happen often. Uh, so please still uh, download the app. Uh, support Surfcast by doing that way if you can't do it in any other way because it does help us and it does help us if you get in touch and answer the questions on there. But as I've said, um, what we do is I upload a question to to, to um, pitch football every single week, basically asking you, the Burnley fans, on your opinion about something. My question this week is, what would you do differently up front? Uh, basically, because we're not scoring any goals. We're not even creating any chances, are we, to be fair? Um, you can probably, if you look back at the entire season, I can only think of two clear-cut chances that we've had. Um, all season, and that was uh, all right. Admittedly, I'm, I'm being I'm putting myself on the spot at the minute. Um, and again, I've said this in the pre-game show, uh, and that was the two against West Brom, which obviously got obviously Chris Wood missed. Um, now, for me, what I would do differently up front. Now, like I said, I can't get on the pitch spot, so I can't read out your all your um, answers. Now, apologies if you're listening to this and you try and you're waiting for your answer. Um, if you are doing that, I apologise. I can't read them out at the minute. What I will do to make up for that is I will read them all out on next week's show. And, of course, I will also read the answers out to next week's question as well. Um, fingers crossed the app lets me back in at that point. Um, but just to answer the question uh, from my point of view, like, look, I've always said how much I like Chris Wood. I think he's the best finisher of a ball we've had at this football club for a long time. However, he is a big confidence player, and I've always said he's a big confidence player. And at the minute, his confidence is pretty much non-existent. Um, and because of that, um, I think it's time we start looking at doing something different. However, I wouldn't do it just yet. What I would do is something a little bit different is if you look at our form last season, our form really picked up when we had Jay Rodriguez and Chris Wood up front. They obviously work brilliantly together. I don't know what it is. Maybe Jay, it's because Jay drops deep and, and Chris likes 
uh, playing on the last shoulder of the defender and things like that. And, and, and it gets Chris further up the field uh, because Jay's doing the job of dropping deep uh, and therefore he can, he can get on more crosses or whatever. Um, so what I would do is for the next few games, I would play Chris Wood and Jay Rodriguez. Um, I know a lot of people want Chris Wood dropping. Um, I don't think it's time to do that yet. However, if Chris Wood hasn't scored a goal um, against Brighton and against Palace, really, um, after the, which is the game after Brighton, after the international break, then I would look at doing something really different, maybe Jay Rodriguez and Vidra. Uh, I've never been um, one for starting Vidra. I always think Vidra is more impactful off the bench. However, um, if Chris Wood hasn't scored a goal by then, his confidence will be absolutely shot to pieces. So I think it would be fair to say that it, be, it would be time to drop Chris Wood at that point. However, I don't think it's time to drop him just yet. I, Like I said, I like Chris Wood. Um, the fact that he's been our leading goal scorer for the past three seasons is massive. And I know that some people in a weird way use it against him. Uh, when they're arguing about him on Twitter and stuff, they say, oh, well, you know, he's been our best goal scorer. That's, reason. That's why we shouldn't drop him. Yeah, that is exactly why we shouldn't drop him. Because he obviously works perfectly for Burnley Football Club. And I know some people listening to this will be telling me I'm chatting shit. I'm not. I don't think I am, should I say. Um, but for me, Chris Wood, Jero Riga's up top for the next two, three, four at a push games. But after that, if Chris Wood still ain't scoring and we're still bottom of the league and, and, and it's not working, then yeah, we will definitely need to do something. He's not irreplaceable. Of course he isn't. Um, and as much as I like him, um, I'm not going to say we should never drop him because, of course, if he's not scoring goals, he deserves to be dropped. I think he needs to play with Jay Rodriguez, though. Um, I would like to see him playing with Jay Rodriguez first before we drop him. But if, after that, he's not playing um, with... Uh, sorry, he's not scoring goals, then, yeah, he definitely needs to be dropped. Um, anyway, that brings it on nicely. Um to the next part of the podcast, where I'm going to chat a little bit about news this week. Now, unfortunately, it's been a bit of a quiet week for Burnley Football Club. You might have noticed on the Turfcast social channels, we have been a little bit quiet. That's because there's not been much to talk about. I've not really had much to talk about. Um, but Chris Borden and uh, the official account have to wait a couple of things a day, which gives us a little bit of stuff to talk about in this little bit, which is absolutely fantastic because without Simon, I have nothing to talk about. Um but yeah, Chris Borden did tweet, as mentioned, about uh, the ALK developments. Now, um, he gives a little bit of a development on that. He says, uh, something of an update, obviously, just before I get on, actually, the ALK are uh, one of the two consortiums interested in, Bur in buying Burnley Football Club. So this is obviously takeover talk. Uh, Chris Borden does say, though, something of an update on the Clarets takeover. I'm led to believe that Alan Pace, who is from ALK Capital, for those of you who are not aware, has come up from London this morning and has been viewing properties in the Rosendale area. Uh, this gives uh, some sort of idea how serious conversations are between ALK, Capital and the club and how hands on pace, excuse me, would be if a takeover is successful. Now, I know I got a bit of stick on Facebook for some reason for posting that tweet and saying, no, if you believe this, you're deluded. I mean, I don't understand what Borden or ALK will get out of line about that. You know what I mean? I mean, I know a lot of people like to wear the tinfoil hats and say the media just chat shit 24-7, which is not true. Uh, as somebody who works in the media, I can tell you now, uh, or worked uh, in the media, I can tell you now it is, it is definitely not true. I fully trust Chris Borden. I don't get why you would lie. And I fully kind of trust I don't get what Alan Pace will get out of our line about it honestly I, I really don't unless he's just trying to put pressure on the Egyptians or, or someone's trying to put pressure on the Egyptians somewhere to try and, uh, and force a move through but again they're, they're not the people that uh, we want buying the football club we want Alan Case and ALK Capsule buying the football club because they seem the most trustworthy um Again, I feel a bit harsh saying that about the Egyptians because I don't really know much about the Egyptians. It's just the fact that they've got Chris Farnell working for him, which is a guy that um, we do know a lot about and a guy that we don't trust here at Turfcast Podcast anyway. And I'm sure a lot of Burnley, fan, uh, Burnley fans will agree with me on that. Uh, with him being um, involved in quite a few dodgy people, uh, being involved in the, the running of Bure at Charlton, Bolton, uh, and another football cover at Salisbury who we ran into the ground. Um, so the Egyptians might be... You know, might be whiter than white. Uh, it's just, it's just, I do not trust Chris Farnell at all. So for me, I want ALK Capital buying the football club. And again, I don't really see what they would get about lying about that. Um, but I believe that, fingers crossed, you do too, as uh, you. <laughs> You do as well. Uh, but another bit of news as well that broke this week uh, was come from has come from the official club account, uh, and it came from the press conference that uh, Sean Dyche held this week. He said that Ben Mee, uh, I think his official words were, is that there is no injury there, and he uh, will be ready uh, for this week. I'll just quickly actually, now I mention it, um, 
just read the actual tweet out for you. Um, so I'm not just basically filling in the gaps. Um, the tweet that we put out on our social media channels uh, was latest injury news. Ben Mee is injury free and has every chance of returning this weekend, according to Sean Dyche. So that, to me, would suggest that he would play. He's the club captain after all. I don't understand. It's our biggest game of the season so far. Of course, it is, in my opinion, it's must win. And all. some people disagree with that. Uh, somebody did say to me on social media, how can you get a, a must win seven games in? Um, again, this is something I've said on the pre-game show. But if we get beat against Brighton, Brighton will be seven points ahead of us. And that is not where you want to be. No disrespect to Brighton, but that is not where you want to be if you are trying to survive relegation. You cannot be seven points behind Brighton after just seven games in the season. Admittedly, it gives us plenty of time to turn it around. Of course it does. However, with the way we've been playing so far, um, you will be very, very worried. Uh, put it this way, I'm going to I'm gonna panic if we get beat against Brighton. That's it for me. I'm going to be worrying. At the minute, I've been quite optimistic that we can get out of it. Um, but if we get beat against Brighton and get beat convincingly, like, like we did do against Newcastle and Southampton, um, then it's going to be a massive worry. Um, but yeah, that's why for me, I, I want Ben Mee back in the side. I know someone put on social media that they wanted him to, to, to be rested for this game, then have a rest for the international break and then come back after the international break. No, get him back in for this game. He can have a rest after the international break and then get him back in for the Palace game. He's the club captain. Getting back in, we've been shite at the back, um, so we need him, especially against Chelsea, uh, where we were very, very poor. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for me waffling on. Um, obviously, this brings it on to the bit where we chat about the Brighton game, but, of course, as I've already mentioned, I have already done a pre-game show this week. Um, this will be streamed on our Facebook on Friday dinner time, and it will be put up on our YouTube around the same sort of time, Friday dinner time. Um, obviously, I like to normally put it out live, and I normally like to do it live a few hours before kickoff. Uh, but of course, as I've already mentioned, I'm working on Friday, so I won't be able to do it live. And this again is why I want more people to get involved to sort of like cover for me and Simon when we're not available. Um, and uh, basically, it's a 5 30 kickoff, isn't it? So you can't put it out a couple hours for kickoff because then it'll be at half three and everyone's going to be working. So what my plan is, is I'm going to put it out at 12.30 because that's when a several people are on dinner time uh, when they're at work. They're going to be on the lunch. Um, so the plan is to catch a few people, catch a few workers having the lunch. Uh, so I'm going to be streaming it on Facebook around lunchtime, Facebook again around a similar time, and I'll cane it on the socials, on Twitter uh, as well around the same time at lunch to try and get as many of you watching as possible. Um, but, yeah, big shout-out to Maz from Seagull Social for coming on to the Turfcast podcast pregame show. Um, and here is a clip of what Maz had to say ahead of this weekend's game against Brighton Hove Albion. In my head, I was like, oh, Brighton are having a good season. It's going to be a tough, going to be a very, very tough game. And I looked yeah. at the league table, the Premier League table, just saying, and you were 16th. And I was like, what? Yeah. I thought I thought you'd be like 9th, 10th. But because I think what it was, <laughs> you had that really impressive win at Newcastle, I think it yeah. were, earlier in the season. Yeah, and I've just like, switched off since then. And I've come back to it now. I'm like, oh, they've not won since. They've yeah, beaten yeah. New Newcastle, not so you haven't won at home. You haven't won since that game. I don't think it was the first game of the season, though, was it? Or was no, it? it was the second or third, I believe. Yeah, yeah well, obviously yeah. one more win than us. But however, that's, that's <laughs> a, <laughs> the point yeah. is. I thought you were going to be doing really well, but you're not doing as well as yeah. I thought you were doing. But what what are your thoughts? Obviously, you you know more about Brighton than me. What are your thoughts on your season so far? Yes, I mean, I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of uh, style, uh, but not much substance. I think that, that's the best way to describe us at the moment. So we look pretty, you know, a lot of teams, like, like you said, a lot of fans presume we're this amazing, you know, not amazing team. That's kind of a step too far. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're a good footballing team. You know, you know, we look good and we play really well under Potter and all that sort of stuff. He's revolutionised everything. But really, in actual truth, we can't finish. You know, we can't score goals. Um, and apparently this amazing defence we've got with Lewis Dunk, Ben White, uh, Webster, um, Matty Ryan in goal, you know, this apparently solid back line hasn't been very solid at all. So it's been a very confusing time for us Brighton fans because we look at the team sheet and we think, okay, really good team. You know, individually, like I said, you've got Dunk, White, Mopai up top, uh, Basuma mm. in the midfield. You know, you look at all these individual players and, and they're great. And, you know, we do play good football, but we're not getting results and we're not scoring goals and we're conceding goals. <laughs> so it's just very frustrating um, as a Brighton fan to see you know, we've got all this potential um, and, you know, all these fans, you know, we all think, oh, it's going to be great, but we don't actually convert into points and goals. So, yeah, it, it, that's pretty much at the moment. It's just very much looking good, but not actually doing anything with it. 
Yeah, it sounds like the opposite of us last season then. Like, people <laughs> would see us and they'd think, ah, oh, Burnley, this shit. But we'd ground out results every yeah, single no, week. Yeah, no, 100%. Season, obviously finishing 10th in the end. It just sounds like you're sort of like the opposite to us last season. Yeah, really? no, definitely. And and, and I think it, it, we were talking, so obviously on our podcast, we were talking about, we were previewing the, the Burnley game and we were talking about like, you know, fair play to, to Burnley because, uh, to you guys, because it's, you know, uh, you might not get the best rep at uh, best of times. You know, people say that you you know you don't play great football, or well, you know you don't look easy on the eye, and you, know, you get quite a bad rep in, rep in that respect. But I think that it proves by the results last year. You know, Sean Dyche getting you into Europe, and the you know yeah. getting results at the end of the day, it's a results game. You know, you might not play the prettiest football in the world, but you still get results, and that's that's what you need. And if you want to stay in the Premier League, you need to get results, and, and it's just simple as that, really. Yeah, well, that brings me on perfectly to a question I was saving until later on, <laughs> um, but uh, but it's, like I said, it's just come on perfectly. Like, is this talk to me about Graham Potter then? Because obviously, yeah. I remember at the time when he came in, it was the start of last season, wasn't it? Yes, start yeah. Of last season, yeah, yeah. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, they've got rid of Hutton and got somebody in. Obviously, we were at uh, the the Swedish not Scandinavian team. I can't remember who they were. Uh, yeah, uh, um, who, who were it uh, again? Ostersunds. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I remember thinking, yeah. like, yeah, he's done well there. Fair play to him. But he's coming in, like, and all of a sudden you've got a, a Premier League manager without any Premier League experience. Well, and I remember thinking, he, oh, he was Brian actually at Swan- going- Yeah, he was actually at Swansea as well. So he, he went. From yeah, Boston he was, but he didn't. He didn't do that well at Swansea, did he? No, he was Is there for right? half, half a season. So yeah. he was there for like half a year, and it was when I think he had Dan James under under him as well. So um, I, I don't think he had like the best. Well, he didn't have that much time, but he done all right with them. Yeah, he, he didn't, you know, do amazingly. But yeah, and then he went from Swansea to us. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, hold on, that this they could end up going down here." But you didn't, and yeah, I think it, I think last season you had your highest ever, yeah, um, highest ever. points tally in in not even yeah. just the Premier League, like the top level English English football ever. Um, yeah, you know, and so, then, so and then obviously, 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 yeah. Let's let's not mention that. Let's not mention that. So I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, they're going to struggle," but fair play to him, he did well. However, mm. but he's exactly the opposite of Chris Hutton, isn't he? Like. Obviously, yeah. like you're saying, saying a lot of style but no substance. Whereas Chris Hutton, there was not yeah. much style but quite a bit of substance. So, so what? Yeah, what talk to me about the differences between them two, then. Yeah, no, I, I think again you've sort of hit in there on the head. Uh, there's not much more to elaborate, but I'll try my best. <laughs> um, no, so <laughs> with, with with Potter, of course, yeah, he's got a very attacking brand of football. He loves, um, you know, that tick attack kind of uh, approach. He loves passing it around, starting from the back. You know, having a ball playing um, goalkeeper and ball playing defenders is very key to him. Um, and, and yeah, he, he plays really attractive football. Um, it's very sort of the the new gen, uh, so to speak, um, sort of uh, type of football. Uh, it's not just lump it up the field uh, unlike some teams no and um, yeah no it's just it's just very refreshing as a Brighton fan comparison to Hewton where he was very much more um, all about structure you know making sure we kept clean sheets um, mm. and just um, basically frustrating the other teams and maybe hitting them on the counter uh, or just you know grabbing that one nil goal or you know, whatever it might have been whereas with Potter at least let's say we're one who up most of the time like we you saw at Newcastle this season you know, it's not just a one nil scraping a one nil win. We we will go for two or three under Potter, and I think yeah. that's the, sort of the big the big differences that I I've picked up. Um, and it's just yeah, it's I'd much rather us play well um, and lose maybe that. Whereas with Hutton, we were we were still losing and playing shit. So I was a bit like I'd rather play well and lose than look shit and lose. Um, yeah, well you so can't really knock it at the minute, can you? Because like I say, last no. season you did you did well. You had like like I say your best your highest ever points tally. Not yeah. the best of starts this season, but I can't really no. say much at, at the minute to be fair. Obviously, <laughs> Where bottom yeah. of the league, uh, but that yeah. brings me on to to sort of like us, and I want I want to ask you like at your perspective on our season so far, not not necessarily yeah. on uh, on Burnley as a whole, um, yeah. but on our season so far because obviously we are bottom of the league, uh, and it's interesting that I talk to some fans, uh, some fans. Uh, well, when I talk to them, the majority of fans on the on this show will, will say something like, well, you know, I think you've been a little bit unlucky. You probably will come good, but you never know. It could be your time sort of thing. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of fans on, on Twitter, because, you know, they're hiding behind, like, you know, a picture of a footballer yeah. and call themselves, like, Magnificent <laughs> Morpé or whatever, are saying things like, oh, it's, you know, it's Burnley. I feel, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Twitter handle? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> and then a lot of them are like, oh, you know, it's, it's time they went, it's time they went. So what's your, sort of like, your perspective on our season so far yeah um, i think yeah this season i'll be honest um so i was very surprised how 
badly you're, you're doing at the moment. <laughs> like, you know, under Sean Dyche, I, I feel like he's a great, great manager. And I feel like he, he's definitely underachieving at the moment. But then at the same time, in, in saying that, sort of going back on what I've just said, I, it doesn't come to as a surprise, as harsh as that may sound. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, just looking at your team, this is, again, this is just from an outside perspective. Just mm. looking at your team, personally, um, I, like, just from, again, I, I, I can't sit here and say I watch every one of your games, you know, that would be lying. But from the games I've seen, there's only, like, a couple of players that stand out to me. And, uh, and again, uh, that's just my maybe my naivety. But, for example, like, so Tarkovsky um, and you, your boys up front, you know, Wood and Barnes. Um, yeah. And then maybe, you know, me. Oh, no, of course, and the goalkeeper, of course. I can't, I can't uh, Pope, of course, he's been incredible. Incredible. Um, so, you know, the, those three or four players you have got, but then I look at the rest of the squad and I think, you know, what else do Burnley have? Yeah, big thank you to Maz, like I just said, for coming on to the Turfcast podcast pregame show. That is, of course, just a clip. Uh, the full show is around 45 to 50 minutes long. And now, as said um, earlier, I really enjoyed doing it with Maz. Uh, it is only the third one I've done, but it is my favourite one I've done. I, I think me and Maz just had a bit of a banter, banter and stuff going, and I really enjoyed it. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I would fully recommend you checking it out when it goes live on Friday. Please do check it out. That is, of course, as I mentioned, just a clip. Uh, the full show will be available on the Turfcast Podcast YouTube and the Turfcast Podcast Facebook on Friday. Right, that's it for me. Um, again, apologies that this podcast was a little bit different. Of course, my hands are somewhat tied. Uh, Simon is in hospital, and at the minute, there's not. There's only two of us. I know Johnny uh, does a watch along and stuff, uh, and things like that. And there's a few people getting involved with the um, fan reaction. And again, please feel free to get involved if you want to. Um, but we are looking for more people to be involved in the podcast as well, and uh, of course, uh, potentially even filling in for me and Simon. Uh, when we are unavailable, because at the minute, he's in hospital, he should be out this week, to be fair, he's not going to be in there forever, uh, and I'm caning work at the minute, because we don't know when the next wage is going to come, do we? Um, so, fingers crossed, um, some people want to get involved, fingers crossed, it isn't going to be for long, just me chatting shit to a microphone on my own, because uh, I know it doesn't have the same impact, and I'm fully aware of that, but fingers crossed, uh, you enjoyed it anyway, uh, let me know, give me a shout if you think I've done well or you think I've done shite, and I'm always happy for uh, a bit of constructive criticism um, but if you haven't already, please follow us on the social media channels, it's Turfcast Podcast on Facebook, Turfcast Podcast on YouTube Turfcast Podcast on Twitter and Turfcast Podcast on Instagram as well um, but yeah, thank you for watching thank you for listening and we'll see you for the pre-game show on Friday Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.